0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, we lie.
1: We lie. We
2: Welcome in to Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcast on the NBA, the NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. We are coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte on a power Thursdays. We'll have Matt Fox up a little later in the show to do some power rankings here on Thursday, a new Thursday tradition for the show. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for at thehive.com. David Walker. David, how are you?
0: I'm good, Doug. It's just weird to see a season like this where there's records being broken and history being made this late in the season on a regular night on a regular nightly basis and, and it not really affect the current season. It's, it's a weird.
2: Yeah, it's strange. It's certainly strange uh, with the performance that the Hornets have had over this season. And yet we still have all of these individual moments to celebrate. I don't, I don't necessarily think it takes away from some of these moments like last night, Kimball Walker no. breaking the franchise record, all-time franchise record, because it is an all-time record. It's it's a record that you celebrate, uh, you know, over over the course of Kimball Walker's career, over the course of the franchise's history, and you know, you you just can't say too short-sighted and look at it, you know, uh, uh, based on one season. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna do Power Thursdays. Also, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, both had some interesting comments. Kevin Durant on a podcast. LeBron James. Uh, to the media, so we will will ask that eternal question that we always like to ask on this show. You okay with that? So we'll do that later in the show as well. But first, the Hornets and Cavs dueling in Charlotte last night. Kimball Walker with the opportunity to break the franchise record w- for scoring over Dale Curry, 20 points. That's all he needed. Hornets lose big to the Cavs but it did not seem that way after the game. Kimball Walker does score 18 points in the second half to go along with three in the first to become the all-time franchise scoring leader after the game. Kimball Walker was very emotional in his interview with Stephanie Reddy. He said he wasn't supposed to be here, David. The kids from the Bronx don't always make it out and certainly don't make it to the heights that he has had the opportunity to make it. Walk me through your thoughts that you had about Kimba Walker securing the record at home. That was important to him to do it at home.
0: Yeah, and I think that was really cool for him and the fans and the team and his teammates, too, to be there at home and do it. I mean, there was a disappointment in the air when the game was getting out of reach, when LeBron kept hitting and the rest of the Cavs were on fire late. But as Kimba approached that mark and made the three, especially the way he did it was so cool because he hit the three, I believe, to tie. The tie down, He hit a big three, which has kind of become his his calling card. And then to break it, he went inside, drew the contact, and hit a, a you know an impossible Kimble-like reverse layup that has also become what he's been known for the past two years to me. So it's really cool to see him do it that way. Well, and the three stop.
2: the three brought him. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, David, but the three brought him within one, and so he was faced
0: on the TV. They said they tied him.
2: No because he no he had not because he finished with 21 that three brought him to nineteen okay and and so that added a little extra layer of drama. I said, man, it would be so brutal for him to have to take one basket to Washington right. and so it really came down to that final possession and Kimball Walker almost LeBron James like like forcing his way down the court in transition and as you said, doing that very. Kimba like impossible layup. How in the world did he get to the rim? How did he move through that contact? It was it was perfect.
0: Yeah, and he could have easily missed that, right? And I don't think he would have gotten the rebound because he only got down there. But anyway, that was cool to see that done back to back and then be done at home. And they didn't stop the game because there was only a few seconds left, I think. But when to see him interviewed by Stephanie and they played that over the loudspeakers, of course, in the arena, and he had to take a second, you know? I mean, he was really emotional. And it really mm-hmm. got to him. I think it snuck up on him. That was something that you don't often see. I mean, that was raw emotion that, that you don't often see in any walks of life, but much less like on the court after a game by by a, a gifted athlete. I thought that was a really cool thing to see um, in front of his home crowd. I, you know, He's spoken about how much this city has meant to him mm-hmm. and how hard he's worked to get here and all the struggles they've been through. That was the moment of the night for me, you know. I mean, you don't like to see anyone cry, but to see that emotion from Kemba, the leader who's very stoic, you know, doesn't let the guard down a lot, doesn't get that emotional when you're talking to him. To see that was really cool, I thought.
2: Well, and so much of the emotion and the joy that surrounds all of this is because of the improvement that you and I and the rest of the fan base and the coaches and and his fellow players have gotten to witness from Kemba, uh, a player that was Not only drafted by this franchise, but also re-signed a contract here. And that's not a common occurrence when you look through the history of this franchise. Players have been shipped out and players have walked. None have improved as significantly as Kemba, as quickly as Kemba did, and then also stuck around to put a period on the end of their sentence. And and Kimba did that. And you know, the big question moving forward is, is there more story left to tell for Kimba Walker? We've discussed that in, in previous shows and we'll continue to discuss the future of Kimba Walker. A little out of his control. He was asked about it last night mm-hmm. after the game and said it's really not up to me because he's under contract for next season. Yep. And and yeah. so much of his future will hinge, you know, how, how much distance he can put between uh himself and and del curry for that franchise record will be dependent on the general manager and what direction that new general manager wants to take this franchise
0: yeah classic player move it's out of my control i loved it kudos to kimba for that one but you know, I think he's he's somewhat right, obviously. I mean, if he wanted to stay here, uh, well, no, that's not true. I guess ultimately it is out of his control, right? As we saw over the, the trade deadline, I mean, players get traded. No one's untouchable. But um, what was your feeling where you, you were there, Doug? I mean, watching on TV, you're always a little bit removed from it. But I was curious about the, the feeling in the room there, specifically around that reaction to what he said, because there's been comments in recent days about, you know, that some things here could force him out. Uh, it, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough spot to answer that type of question. It was a celebratory night. But did you get a feel there was any, like, shift in desire to be there or, or, no. or his commitment here? No, see,
2: I think that both things can be true because there has been dis- some discussion about, um, like, why is the narrative all of a sudden changing between Kimball Walker committed to this city, committed to this franchise, and now all of a sudden the story is – you know, this could force Kimba Walker out of Charlotte. Both of these things can be true, right? Like Kimba loves the city, bought a house here, loves the franchise, loves the fans, did it. He mentioned the season ticket holders in his postgame press conference that he wanted to do this at home for the season ticket holders. You don't get players talking about season ticket holders very often, but he understands what he means to the city and what he means to this franchise and would like to continue here. But at the same time, I think he understands that there really is no rebuilding this franchise with him because he is such a good player at this point that it would be tough to sort of break it all down and and have his winning mentality in the locker room. And then also, I think there is this idea that he has built all of this and, and, and he has been such a central part to building all of this. Why would Kimball Walker want to stick around to see it all broken down again? Mm-hmm. You know, I think he deserves to either finish what he started, and if that isn't possible, go somewhere else and start something else. I think that's and very that- fair. So I think that both of the narratives can be true, and they both deserve to be talked about that Kimball Walker loves this city, loves this franchise, but at the same time, it, it is out of his control. And he deserves to either finish it out or, or, or see, or see, you know, some success somewhere else.
0: And I think that's what that meant to me when he said that it was that it's out of his control as far as they need to find a way to not force him to go through that rebuild. Like, I don't think he's going to sign up for that rebuild again Right, So if that's the track they're going down, he's going. And to- if they
2: know that, if the general manager and right. Kimball Walker have a discussion and they know that, then you then you are faced with two decisions at that point. One road is keep Kimball Walker and lose him for nothing in free agency or the other is try to extract some value from right. a, from an expiring contract in the way that that, Cle- that, uh, that that Cleveland was able to do with Isaiah Thomas and move moving his deal.
0: Yeah. So, so it, there is. There it sounded there, yeah. yeah. It sounded more like to me they would make the decision for him as far as like if they're going to rebuild. I don't think he would sign up for that, at, at, rather than like you know them deciding whether right. or not to keep him here. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have a say in that as he should.
2: But it's a question for future shows. For this show, we are celebrating uh, what Kemba Walker has been able to accomplish. He is the franchise's all-time leading scorer over Del Curry, and then he also broke Gerald Wallace's record for free throws made in franchise history. So a couple of records falling. And Is Gerald uh, there
0: last night?
2: No. Gerald was not. Neither, neither was mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Uh, so He did release
0: a statement, though.
2: He did. He did. He congratulated Kimba in a in a statement. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting game, and uh, the Hornets uh, do not win, uh, but they get an individual win for Kimba Walker. He does break the record. And I don't think it could have been broken, honestly. More appropriately, he does it with a huge performance in the second half. He does it with some clutch scoring and shot making late in the game, and he does it with a hard fought make at the rim. We talked about that, and he does it despite the team falling short of the win. So I think and, that, that all sort of encompasses his his legacy here in Charlotte.
0: And and you saw the reactions from LeBron James, from the Cleveland Cavaliers, from his teammates. You know, but I thought the one from LeBron and those guys on the other team was you know, it was showing you something, the the respect that he's garnered now, that, how hard he's worked around the league. And I have no idea what certainly LeBron said to Kemba or any of those other guys, but you could see how much they respected him and, and what that meant to them. And it was fitting in some ways, Doug, to have LeBron in town uh, to have the game get out of reach, you know, um, and for that game to be on NBA TV, which I know not a true national
2: TV. Yeah.
0: But you know, for anyone tuning in on NBA TV last night that doesn't have a league pass and just was watching the game, for them to get a, another peek at Kemba on a special night, they had the graphic up there the entire game of how close he was to Del Curry, and to see him get a little shine for that across the league in a season that really has been all about him for the Hornets, he's been in the Silver Line, and Dwight Howard's played well too. But that's been it. Um, and so it was fitting for them not to win a game, but not – to really matter uh, for Kimba to to, to have a special night for him.
2: All right, short break. It's Power Thursdays here on Locked On Hornets. Matt Fox is up next with some power rankings to uh, help you end your week powerfully. Short pause. We'll be right back. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: You are listening to the Locked On Hornets Podcast.
2: Thoughts on the news about Cody Zeller's injury.
0: That's a tough one, man. I mean, what the... It, dude. Uh-oh. he's just injured man it's, it's okay, okay. look just, you know, injuries happen an <laughs> he didn't want to get injured okay
1: david but, uh,
0: sorry guys i just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle that's uh that was understandable. only on the locked
1: on podcast network your team every day Welcome
2: back to Locked On, Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a Power Thursday. We're calling Matt Fox right now. We've we've been talking about Kimball Walker, his legacy here with the Charlotte Hornets. He breaks the franchise all-time scoring record, but it is Power Thursday. Time to move on to some power rankings. What do you have for us, Matthew? So
1: we're going to do, there's been a lot of talk about all these NBA players or just athletes in general playing video games of late. That's right.
2: That's right. Ben Simmons was playing uh, PUBG. A lot of players playing Fortnite, including Andre Drummond. So you've got a video game themed power ranking for us.
1: Yes, yes, I do. Um, Starting with my first one, and they they don't have to be current players. Okay, so this Um, this
2: power you are power ranking uh, the games that you would most like to play with NBA players, current or past.
1: That's correct. Um, and I tried to find one for for the game of solitaire, but that doesn't really apply here, just because you can't really play solitaire with somebody. But I think Alan Iverson would probably go best with that because that man could take over any game. Um, but he didn't make the list. We'll just call him an honorable mention for this list. Um, all right. So my first one after after last year, what happened in the garden. I'm gonna have to go with Punch Out with Charles Oakley and his Mike Tyson's Punch Out
2: for Charles Oakley. I like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on! I mean, with, with everything that went on with him and James Dolan, you know, and just I, I, I think one, I'd like to hear his side of the story, and what better way to do it when you're playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out?
2: I like it. Number two.
1: Number two is. Duck hunt with Gilbert Arenas. Uh, about you. So going. You know what's so going back to? Go ahead, Doug.
2: Oh, well, I was going to say it's funny that you bring up Gilbert Arenas because I had a, a talk with our friend Jordan Greer from Sporting News uh, last night, and we were talking about Jr. Smith, who uh, really helped win that game for the Cavaliers over the Hornets. Was was absolutely cooking, and uh, he. I was talking about how once he leaves the league, there's going to be a little bit of a hole in in crazy. Like we, we're not going to have that that just sort of J.R. Smith mold of a player. And I said, you know, J.R. Smith kind of took over for Meta World Peace, and Meta World Peace took the baton from Gilbert Arenas, and and who is going to take the baton of of crazy from? From Jr. Smith.
0: Mm. Man, that is know. an off season. That's a great offseason of debate. Well, we is it? Is tomorrow. it right? I mean, the only thing there. I,
2: the only person I can think of is Joel Embiid.
1: I mean, he's, he's nice, crazy. He's like the casual. He's like the casual. Casual uh, crazy. Like, like, yeah. I don't even know if that is like a thing, but he just he doesn't strike you as someone that's just going to go, you know.
2: Well, and then like, the, I, I, and then, I mean, the, and then yeah. the question is: Is Joel Embiid too talented to be the next mm-hmm. NBA crazy? Mm-hmm. Because that's the that's the thing about J.R. Smith, very talented, but all of these players from the J.R. Smiths to the Meta World pieces to the Gilbert Arenas have sort of fallen into a a middle ground of talent and crazy. And is is Joel Embiid too talented to be? The NBA's next crazy—I don't know—but mm. I will say about that, Mr.
0: Dinosaur himself was that Jordan Clarkson.
2: It could be. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jordan Clarkson might take the mold for, or might take the mantle for thinking that that humans used to be giants and had dinosaurs right. for pets.
0: <laughs> None that, that that's crazy. Not that that's crazy on the surface, but I think no, it's incredibly it crazy. Is. There's no <laughs> in, there's no science the to back position. that up. He's in the perfect position. Science, come on! He's in the perfect position right now because he's on the team with the best player in the world. So he's he's got that super. He's in that superstar. You know, he's on the periphery, like you know Rodman when Jordan was there and Metta World Peace around Kobe. So like this this might have legs
2: on the periphery. That's a better that's a better way to put it. Yeah, Jr. Smith, Gilbert Arenas, who was a superstar for a a moment, but then faded to the periphery and meta World piece, all on the periphery, but, you, but here's the thing. You knew them more for being crazy than being one of the league's top players, and that's the thing with Joel Embiid. I think he has more of a shot of being known as one of the top players in the league than he does for being a complete wild card. I'll also say this for J.R. Smith. I was watching him do his pregame routine, and listen— who am I to question a player's pregame routine, especially a player like J.R. Smith, who can come in and and just completely You're
0: credentialed.
1: You're credentialed. decimate the
2: Hornets single handedly? But he spent a large portion of his warm up shooting one armed underhand half court shots. Yeah. And then he followed that up, guys, with corner threes. That's normal. You want to practice those. Those are that's the most efficient shot in the NBA except he had both feet on the out-of-bounds line. (laughs) It's just like perfectly – it's perfect JR. Like those shots, those two shots, uh, like two-thirds of his warm-up was spent attempting things that have no intrinsic NBA value.
0: But if you can make those.
2: (laughs) Okay. Back to this power ranking. Back to this power ranking, Matthew. All right, so we've had Duck Hunt with Gilbert Arenas.
0: What's and next? we've
1: had Punch Out with Punch Charles Punch Out Ripley. with Charles Oakley. Uh, and, <laughs> then, and then the last one is Second Life with Kevin Durant.
2: Second and Life.
1: Just, <laughs> just being removed from all of you know the world and just looking at it through a different... Angle, I think that's what Kevin Durant would be best at, it's since he's got all these different, you know, the ultimate, social media. It's the ultimate background.
2: burner account. Second life, he <laughs> yeah. just becomes someone completely someone else, so that he can he can view his legacy and his uh, perception from a, a completely uh, w- anonymous angle. That's his, yeah, totally. Yeah, play Second Life with Kevin Durant, and then but you have to pretend it's not Kevin Durant, and then also talk about Kevin Durant. I think that's the only way he would really enjoy it, right?
1: <laughs> I, I think that's what he wants, though. But I really think that's what he wants.
2: The top three games you would want to play with NBA stars. I like it. Solitaire. I feel like that's Kobe's game. Kobe just wants mm-hmm. to be
0: completely in the muse cage. In the muse just cage. In the muse just cage. Laying down some cards.
2: Darkness. He plays with, he doesn't even play with regular cards. He plays with like tarot cards. Just got to get in that muse cage. Predict.
0: I, I feel like LeBron would be like, uh, would be chess, but only when he plays himself. You know what I mean? Well, he's. He can outmaneuver himself.
2: That's why he wants to vote for himself. That's so, that kind of leads us perfectly. Both the Kevin Durant discussion and the LeBron James discussion into our final segment of the show. Oh. You okay nice. with that? because LeBron James, Kevin Durant, both out there saying some very interesting things. Let's take a short pause. We'll be back with that segment and more Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: You are listening to the Locked On Hornets Podcast.
2: He is obsessed with Kawhi Leonard. He is obsessed with bringing an all-star to Charlotte. And he's lying. He's not telling the truth.
1: He's (laughs) lying. He's
2: lying through his teeth. You can't
1: believe him. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com.
2: Welcome back to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my co-host David Walker, and it's a Power Thursday, so we have Matt Fox uh, in the booth as well. Matt. It's good to have you here, my friend. Now I know we oh, can't. We can't like
1: sitting in with you guys.
2: We can't tell anyone. We 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 covered this the first time you joined us. We can't tell anyone where you where you work. It's it's a secret. Uh, but I would like you to give the audience a clue. I, every week I want you to come on and give us one clue about where you work. It's top secret. Uh, yes. But I want you. But we we're going to solve it. It'll be like Westworld season two. We're going to solve this puzzle slowly. Oh, we're going to build a Reddit around it. Where, who does Matt Fox Who's? work for? Who does number two work for? Matt Fox, what's the clue this week?
1: Well, if we're talking Westworld, you know, I think it's going to put a lot of people to sleep, in, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> that's right. Right, one of your, right. One of your
2: television hot takes. That's the other thing you have to understand about Matt. Matt has a lot of television hot takes, and one of them is that Westworld is essentially a, a sleep aid for insomniacs.
0: I mean, Doug, that's uh, that's not the hottest. It, that take is out there, oh. Matt. No, that wasn't a shot at oh, you, man. man. That, that was David. more a shot at Doug.
1: No, 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 no. Hey, I, listen. When it comes to hot takes, I take nothing back. I am what I am. <laughs> about to say. All right, Matt.
2: I so, enjoy, I enjoy so what's it. the clue?
1: The clue is. I work for a university that recently made a 60 tournament. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> any tournament? It's, it's uh, It could be the NCAA tournament. It could be a bowling tournament of some kind. Could be any
1: tournament. It could be esports. It could, be it e-sport. could be esports.
2: Totally. Could be esports. Could be a duck hunt tournament.
1: It could be a rec league basketball league. I mean, you know, who
2: knows? All right, we'll wait till next week and get another clue from uh, Matt Fox, find out who Matt Fox works for. All right, time to move on to You Okay With That, a segment where we uh, take some stories from around the NBA and ask the always pertinent question. You okay with that? First up, LeBron James, when asked who he would vote for MVP of the league, LeBron James said, quote, I would vote for me. James told the Associated Press's Tim Reynolds on Tuesday – The body of work, how I'm doing it, what's been happening with our team all year long, how we've got so many injuries and things of that nature, guys in and out, to be able to still keep this thing afloat, I would definitely vote me. David, you okay with LeBron James voting for himself?
0: I'm okay with the honesty, Doug, but here's why I'm not down with this. They're in third place right now. If you're going to throw that out there, I think you have to be in first place, at least in the East, to keep things afloat in the East with the best player in the world. Uh, it doesn't seem like an MVP caliber season, even though he's the best player in the world. And he should reasonably be the MVP every year. This one is a tough one to, to swallow just because, you know, this will be two years in a row. They haven't won. They haven't won the East. So, you know, what have you done for me lately, LeBron?
2: Okay. All right. I'm about to break out the hot take machine on that one. Uh, But (laughs) so you're saying like the, when you have an impossible player, then you can't set the standard at keeping it afloat at third place in the East. If if you're going to vote for yourself, you should be number one, Matt, what do you think? Are you okay with LeBron James saying he would vote for himself?
1: I'm absolutely okay with that. Uh for multiple reasons, the guy's have been doing it in the league for 13, 14 years. I mean, 15. Okay, that's fine. 15, that's fine.
2: We get that part. But are you okay? Here's what I'm saying. Are you okay? Are you okay with LeBron James voting for himself and not not voting for someone else, saying, "Listen, plenty of people are going to vote for me. I'm going to tell you who I think is the best player in the league, and I'll let everyone else decide if I'm great."
1: but everybody always says he's the best player in the league. But it's always one of those, well, you know, but this is LeBron. He is the best player in the league. You can't get him the MVP every year. But, I mean, just going with the team this year, he he started with losing Kyrie, bringing in Dwayne Wade, Jay Crowder, all these guys. That ship wasn't going well as soon as Isaiah Thomas came back. They shipped everybody out, brought in a new core of people. So he's basically dealt with, two different teams this year and had to just and that just shows you how 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 valuable he is to his team and to any any team in this NBA league that hey you can put anybody on my team with LeBron James and the man's gonna put up his numbers and they're gonna be M V P like numbers.
2: Uh we should play Sim Earth with Kyrie Irving. That'd be a good game, I think.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, LeBron definitely won't get GM of the year. I think he's out of the running on that because the, all those moves made at the trade deadline were basically, you know, seen as a a, a sign to him saying, hey, LeBron, we're going to do this thing so that we're protecting ourselves a little bit if you do uh, up and leave ship after this season. So, yeah, he's kept things afloat for sure. But they're, I mean, look, they're one game away from not having home court. That's, you know, you, you got to show me something more than that, right?
2: All right, let's move to Kevin Durant real quick before we get out of here. Kevin Durant had a lot of amazing things to say on the Bill Simmons podcast. First up, I don't like analytics at all. I like field goal percentage defense. I like field goal percentage. I like turnovers. I like rebounds. The real stats. The true shooting percentage. (laughs) Hashtag real stats. Take that for data. The true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage and all of that stuff. Come on, man. It's flawed. P-E-R, it's flawed. What do you think? You okay with that? You okay with him liking some analytics, but he doesn't like the true shooting percentage or the effective field goal percentage. David?
0: Well, again, I think you have to have a mix of the two. That's why we like our guy Rosas, who's in the mix for GM. He's, He's kind of blended those two well in Houston with that team down there. I think you have to look at everything you have available to you, but you can't lose sight of what happens on the court and like when you're as good as KD and Steph and Clay and LeBron and all these guys, like at some point you have to say, look what's happening, look we're winning. I think they can be a bit skewed here too. But they, the, prob- they, they the problem
2: The problem with this, David, is that he's not saying he doesn't like well, he is saying he says, I don't like analytics at all. Yeah. And then he says, <laughs> I like these stats. Well, okay, those like are some of them. those are analytics. But the problem is, David, how do you again you you when he says this thing he he's showing that he has a i guess that he has a fundamental misunderstanding of what all of this is because true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage are just numbers that say hey free throws and three point shots are more are more valuable overall than a two point shot and that fundamental principle has fueled the rise of players like Kevin Durant it be it be one thing if Kevin Durant said this and he were Dwight Howard but he's saying this and he's he's benefiting from I mean he has a high true shooting percentage. He has a high effective field goal percentage. One wonders what the motivations are under this other than maybe just trolling people who who like looking at the data. But it's such an odd an odd comment. Uh, this, other
0: teams who try try and build with, you know, when they can't get their hands on four Hall of Famers, yeah. All so.
2: right, Matt, listen to this quote. People tell us we're superstars and we really aren't. After we won the championship, I had Taco Bell and it ran through me like it would a normal person. I'm like, oh, shit. I thought I had a golden stomach. I thought I was immune to everything, but no. They listen. They're human <laughs> beings, Matt. They, they poop one Taco Bell after another, just like the rest of us.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're talking Taco Bell, or if you're talking when you got a 3-1 series league when you're with the Thunder, and then you give that up to the Warriors, and then go play mm. for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're just talking. I mean, you want to talk about a flawed system here, Kevin Durant? Ah, gee, don't tell me, Durant. Ah, Jeez, now you got me going. But but uh, yeah, uh, I don't eat Taco Bell. That's one of the fast
2: food joints I won't. I will. I will I'll this yeah, forget food. Kevin Durant. This is the content I want. What do, what do you think about his comments about Taco Bell? <laughs> what's the yeah, power? I what's mean, the, I, here's the, here's here's my question, and we'll end the show with this because it is Power Thursday. <laughs> Give me, really quickly, Matt, give me your power ranking of fast food restaurants in, in, and rank them in terms of how uh, difficult the bowel movement is afterwards.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, man, that's not something I can just do off the top of the dome. Come on! Oh, man.
2: <laughs> give, me, give me a couple. We won't rank them. Just give me a couple. Like, What are, what are the ones that you go, all right, well, this is I mean, worth it, but it's going to be difficult obviously- afterwards?
1: Obviously, so I mean, for me, for me personally, and I wouldn't consider like these all fast food, but like Chipotle for me, like it's just yeah, it's just it's just no no good. It's not good right out the gate. I mean, it's it's almost like it's a spigot it's when you just, you just yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it's oh boy, it's like I mean this 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 podcast went south real quick, just kind of like Chipotle literally. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All, um, right. But, All right. I mean, I like Chipotle. That's that's yeah, good.
2: That's, that's got to be number one. That's not that's number one for a lot of people. That's not a unique. That's not a. That's so not a unique. That's you got to have it. All right. Uh, this has been a good podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks to Matt for joining us on Power Thursdays. We're going to be back tomorrow for Fun Friday, and uh, we're back next week with more analysis of your Charlotte Hornets as we wrap uh, this. It's been a disappointing season, but an interesting season, and a lot of question marks as we entered the off season. So you want to stick around? Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, whatever you use to get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets for David and Matt. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.